artist. Just stop it. It's not worth it, right? Like you literally like, cause when we play this back, it's gonna sound intense how we went to happy birthday, Hove, and it's gonna like be an eight minute rant about you and J. Cole. And you just don't have to press play. Yo, it's your boy, Southbreed706. This is KTSC app episode 81, maybe? 81, 81, anybody, anybody? I have no clue. But anywho, it's me, as always. You have Marcus Nibbles and very special guest host, um, our uh, HBCU queen um, from uh, Howard's Finest. The uh, Howard. You know? <laughs> hello, everyone. Hello, hello. First time in a long time. What's, how's it going? Yeah. It's it's going. Uh, happy to be back. You know, happy to be back potting. Like maybe maybe get a little bit more consistent. We need a, we need a consistent lady voice. Yes, yes, we do. We shout out to El Chapa. Um, but yes, yeah. we do. We do need the, the the presence of the of the women folks, the, the stronger half of the population. So uh, we we definitely need to work on that. But anywho, shout out to AC three um, Tech Messiah. I guess he got the Omarion variant or something like that. He's coughing mad heavy, so he can't come to podcast. So send his wishes to him. Um, I actually want him to come on because he, he made a very very bold take. Couple hours ago, you guys have been watching the college football that a UGA pack just went up. Um, they definitely got packed up by Alabama. It wasn't pretty. Roll um, tie roll. Hey, and he called it a night. He stuck by his guns. I was like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do all that, but <laughs> I'm gonna get these jokes off. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely got muted by Jalen uh, after they lost. Hey man, hold up, <laughs> hold up. I just saw this tweet. <laughs> You're sick. Yo, how did I miss this? You're sick. <laughs> Look, I've been trying to get I've been trying to get Twitter to delete it. You know, Jack resigned from Twitter and now, you know, the, hey. support, the support team has been down. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get this tweet down. I was hacked. All right. Don't that's retweet that, that tweet. That that's tweet insane. Disgusting. That's know insane. You know, it's it's sick. It's sick out here in these streets. What's up, Shan? Uh yeah, I, I don't be yeah. Well, it's it's only insane if you know the reference. Shout out to Lowski. But yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, they're they lost SEC championship, uh, and there's a lot of upset people. Apparently, there's a space is going on. Looks like a UGA support group. They're in there like crying and selling out or whatever. But it is what it is. But anything, anywho, on to more important things. I can't talk today. Uh, last week, I don't know if it happened last week, but there was uh, another school shooting, which unfortunately in this country doesn't move the needle. Apparently, the only thing saving kids from being shot was COVID. But you know we're out of it, but not out of it, because we got the Omarion variant popping right now. But yeah, there was a young man that, that shot up a school. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys read that story, but like, yeah, that that child was troubled. <laughs> that child was troubled. Like his Instagram was crazy. He had no drip. Um, his parents had no drip. Um, there's a lot going on, but the long and the short is, he was a disturbed child. The day of the school shooting. They had a parent-teacher conference where they like saw him looking up ammunition online and like, yo, you might need to pull him out of school, get him some counseling. Parents were like, nah, we're good. And then subsequently their son shoots up the school with a recently purchased pistol from the father and kills four people. A Black Friday special. To... Yeah. And then after that, once they arrested him, all that went down, the parents were indicted for involuntary manslaughter. And then they took off like they ran off on the plug but they have now been caught and they're being held on i think with five hundred thousand dollar bail but long and the short is 
America does not care if people kill your children. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Maybe homeschool, <laughs> online school, but if, if your kid gets clapped in school, that's just kind of, hey, the, the show must go on. We're going to sell right. these guns. We're going to show these bullets. It is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a very unfortunate situation. Um, I think one, like, shout out to the actual school, though, because they try. Like, I think in a lot of these stories, yeah. when we hear about the school shooting, it's like kids are saying stuff, stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the teacher that saw like the initial thing and sent the text message where the mama was basically like, fuck off, bitch. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's like you only can do so much. But my, I think where I kind of, where I stopped the praise of the school is just like, how do you have the incident where he draws this, he basically draws what he's about to do. The teacher sees it. He calls you, you two, you two come down like, Standard protocols, that kid needs to leave the school at least for the damn day. I mean, like, how was he able to how were the how were the parents able to refuse to pull him out of school for him to then be able to go do what he did? Like, I think that's where I get lost at with the school. Was like all the all the proper protocols were taken until the parents are involved, and then like they can refuse to not let him leave school. Like that's not how it works. So that I think that's where I get confused a lot, um, and it's fuck the parents because it's like it, it really feels like the parents knew what he was going to do, and they didn't care. They did not care. So <clears throat> let's get some names. So the parents' names are James and Jennifer Crumbly. Their son Ethan Crumbly was the people that shot school. Um, RIP to the victims, but just real quick, let me. I, I, they had a timeline put out because there was some confusing information, but we got a couple seconds. I'm gonna read it out. Morning of the 26th, suspect's dad, James Crumley, was at the store with Ethan and James, purchased a nine millimeter handgun allegedly used in the shooting. That same afternoon, their son posts photos of the gun on social media with the caption, Just got my new beauty today, a six hour nine millimeter. The next day, his mom posts on social media, Mom and son's testing out his new Christmas present. Pause. That child is not of legal age to own a gun. So let's let's move forward. Two days later, when school starts, the teacher at Oxford High School saw Ethan Crumbly searching ammunition on his cell phone during class, notified school officials. His mom, Jennifer Crumbly, contacted by voicemail and email by the school and did not respond. The same day, a text message shows that his mom texted his son, Ethan, saying, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. Yikes. Morning of the yes. shooting, Oxford High School teacher finds note on Ethan's desk, which includes a drawing of a semi-automatic handgun pointing at the words, the thoughts won't stop, help me, and blood everywhere. Between the drawing was a person that was shot twice and a laughing emoji and the phrase, my life is useless. Ethan is removed from the classroom and his parents are summoned to the school to meet with the school counselor. James and Jennifer Crumbly were shown the drawing and told that they were required to get their son counseling within 48 hours. Parents resisted the idea of pulling their son out of school that day. Ethan returns to class. Same day that afternoon, Ethan allegedly exits the bathroom and goes on a rampage, killing four students, injuring seven others. <sighs> yeah. Did they also say where the dad called and reported the gun missing? Okay, yeah. So when the news of the active shooter at the Oxford High School became public, his, his mom, Jennifer, texted him, Ethan, don't do it. And then James Crumbly, his father, called 911 saying a gun was missing from his house and believed the son may have been the shooter. 
Prosecutors say the gun was stored, unlocked in a drawer in James and Jennifer's bedroom. And that's given that they want their own out. <laughs> like, it really, because I saw a tweet earlier, and I don't know, like, if it's valid or not, but someone saying, someone tweeted saying that the parents have their own private attorney and Ethan has, like, a state-appointed attorney or something like wow. that. Wow. So, wow, man. I don't know the validity of it. It wasn't tweeted. It did have a couple thousand retweets on it. Like, I didn't really do too much deep. But if that is true, like that would make sense of you calling to report a gun stolen you you know like you saying don't do it so that you can have your out like hey i didn't tell him to do that or i wouldn't advise him to do that like it really feels like although we're looking at it as you know the system versus all three of them they're really looking at it like hey we on our own that little nigga doing his own shit like we like that's what it's given if we're looking at the information that we have right now so I don't know. I think it's going to get interesting down the pipeline. <laughs> so, like, according to Fox News, it's saying that they could face uh, 10 to 15 years if convicted, along with the uh, the flight the flight charge that they had after not turning themselves in and saying where they're going to. Um, and this gun was also a Black Friday sale, which is has another dark layer <laughs> to uh, the whole the whole thing. So, but. Yeah, they 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 definitely should be held accountable, man. Like, for sure. Yeah, they the parents, the school told you everything. Like, yo, this is kind of weird. Like, your son's acting crazy. I'm hoping that like they change the rules and the protocol with that. <clears throat> so, like, if that were to happen again, if your parents aren't gonna come with you, that's fine. The police are gonna take your child and detain them until you pick them up. Plain and simple. You can't you can't be here no more. Like, you gotta go. Damn that. <sighs> yeah, homeschool. Homeschool might be the option for my future kids because that's that's insane. That's intent. That's intent. Well, the um, thing. Is, oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the thing is that we can't keep. I don't want to say we're ignoring them, but we got to keep keep the pressure on people, and it, it's very hard because you know Sandy Hook. You know, six year olds, five year olds, four year olds got blown away by guns, and no gun laws changed. But when this happened, I saw it and I looked at the tweet that was reporting it and I saw and I saw it and I looked at it. And it's, it, it had happened four hours earlier in the day. I'm like, how did I not see this? And I go to my Twitter trending topics. It's nowhere to be found. It's nowhere there. And it's becoming a thing where I don't want to say it's happening with me, but I feel like for a majority of people, when these school shootings are happening and they don't happen like in our general area, or in to, to people that we know, we're pretty silent about it. And I don't want to be someone who is silent about school shootings until it happens to somebody I know. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to I don't want to get all up in arms. I'm like, why didn't someone do something about this before? You know, and it's like, yeah, but people people had I guess I want to put it out there that there are people out there doing stuff and putting their names on it and trying to get stuff changed. And we have to continue to kind of uplift their voice and give them support because like getting killed by a gun bought on Black Friday that was on sale is insane. Like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's America. You can just go buy a gun on Black Friday, 30% off, and then blow a couple of kids away after school and nobody cares, relatively speaking. And it's just like the best thing that ever happened with COVID is that it kept school shooters inside. Cause them niggas was not doing shit. They stayed, they stayed their asses in the house. 
But as soon as, as soon as their parents up, yeah, <laughs> these niggas been fucking their parents up. As soon as they let them outside, they got right back to killing. Like they they did not miss a beat. Yeah, it, it's insane. Um, it's ironic because I saw a tweet. It looks like it's real. Yeah, it's from December third, twenty twenty one, of the New York Post. It says, um, "One day with metal detectors, a Brooklyn high school campus seizes twenty one weapons." Right. And somebody tweeted, and still no school shootings. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I need to see the stats. Like, has there ever been a school shooting at a predominantly black school? I need, I need it pro- to. It, I mean, there are school shootings, but those are like, like isolated instances. Like, when niggas pull guns in niggas' schools, they shooting at a person. They're yeah. targeted. You know? It's targeted. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, you know, it's, if, you know, if multiple people are hit, it's by accident. Like, it's, Dang, I, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to say it's never that because it's probably one that we don't know about or we, you know, that we probably miss. But like, mm. we've had some, we've had some school shootings here in my city where it was, you know, black people and it was on some, hey, they had beef at a movie theater or the parking lot a couple of days prior and they brought it to school and one or two extra people got hit. So, um, yeah, yeah, but I think for, for this story, for me, I just want to point out, first off, fuck baller alert and all the other media that chose to run with that child ass like picture of that boy when you had a multitude of pictures to pick from from his Instagram like they do all the little black boys that are slain. Um, and then too, you had a school, his actual school fucking pictures, but they chose this. I don't even, I don't even know what to call it. Like the, 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 with the white and blue plaid little shirt on. The like, praying some, hands. Yeah. Some shit. He looks like he's like eight years old in the fucking picture. Like, come on. And, and it's, it, to me, it's just like, you need engagement that fucking bad. Like you're already reporting the news. People are yes. genuinely people yes, are already do. engaging with the fucking news because we want to know what the fuck has happened. This is the hundred million fucking school shootings, so we want to know what's different from this one. So like you don't have to trick us into that. That the school shooting is the headline enough. You don't need to put some clickbait ass picture for people to engage with the picture. That's that's t- like I don't know. Journalism is just nasty now. They had that. They had, there was a picture of that kid on his Instagram with with the blicky sticking out of his pocket, throwing up gang signs. Like you see a black kid do something like that, that is all over the place. You will never not see that picture. That's literally by the CNN the news photo with, yeah, with the ice cream with the ice cream shirt. Well, yeah, with the ice. And I actually have that shirt. I'm like, damn. They go, and I'm like, I'm waiting on Fox News to be like, well, we need to discuss. Uh, Ice Cube's past and the music that he promotes, and maybe it's his fault. You know, NWA is ruining the white community or whatever. But it's just like, (laughs) but when when Trayvon Martin was the victim of gun violence, what pictures did they find of him? And then they started posting them. They started posting pictures of him. I think he had golds in, throwing up middle fingers, smoking weed. All of a sudden, those pics started coming up. I'm like, wait, what? For the victim, we're doing this? All right, but then this guy, he's got gang signs in his pictures on his, I can't, I can't find his Instagram. I guess they took it down, but on his public Instagram, they got him with the blicky out the pocket with a gang, yeah, with a, with a, with the extendo, uh, with a quote unquote gangster rapper on his shirt, throwing up gang signs. And you don't want to use that picture. If I'm CNN, that's the first picture I'm putting out there. The, not the one with the fucking chunky cheeks and the nerdy glasses with the prayer hands. Get that shit out of my face. Put up the gang shit, dog. That's what I'm doing. You want clicks? Throw that shit up. You get all the engagement from everybody. 
you you do, but you don't get the rage retweets, which is we've talked about this before. Like, this How are you doing? Cool. This is from who? Fox News. Fox News is upset with that picture. Okay, the people that retweet like right wing conservative stuff are like mainly bots. <clears throat> That's probably why this tweet didn't go viral. But if you want to get the shit popping in real time with real people, get black people riled up, which is what that picture did. That's so that's they, fair. They, that's they fair. knew what they were doing. And they know who they need on Twitter. Like, fuck it. Like, but it was nasty seeing like a, a, a site like Baller Alert. Like, because Baller Alert isn't like I don't I don't even know if Baller Alert is black owned. Oh, no, I'm about to say this. Oh, like, no, it's, it's, at the it's nigga marketing. Like, it's nigga marketing though. It's nigga marketing. And that's fucked up. Unfortunately, that's the game, man. Like, you see with a lot of these sites with the, you know, clicks, uh, pay per clicks and all that stuff. It's in the, the even sadder thing is, is in a week we'll be mad at something else and we won't care. Like, that's the joke. Kinda, that is the whole fucking joke. Kind of how the game is, but you know what? Hopefully, uh, these wackadoodles get locked up for a long time. So, um, <laughs> Well, I saw a picture. There was a picture. I'm, I'm trying to find it real quick, but it's a like a family wholesome picture. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh, here it is from uh, Thomas Massey. Uh, he's a U.S. Uh, representative for uh, in uh, looks like Kentucky. Where's this place at? Uh, I don't know. He's some politician, and he's got this family photo where it's him. Looks like his kids and probably like uh his in-laws or whatever. And all of them have like rifles and submachine guns taking a, you know, Christmas photo and it says, Merry Christmas, PS Santa, bring more ammo. And this man, like there's a, like I see a hunting rifle. I see like a regular, you know, Uzi, which is insane to me. Uh, and a couple other, uh, other rifles, but he is holding an M240. I don't know if you know what that is or what it looks like, but it is a massive, machine gun meant to blow through vehicles like you're the, the idea of even like going through people with that is not even a question you're going through multiple people with this machine gun and i know that because i had that when i was in the military deployed overseas <laughs> like that wasn't a gun you just had patrolling you know the base this was something they gave you when you were on patrol outside the wire <laughs> like why do you have this how did you get this i because, don't get it america, america. that's that's it makes america. it makes no sense there is absolutely no reason for this man and based and based on the photo i can tell he lives in a nice house and it's a very nice neighborhood you cannot hold like in, unless you're rambo you're not holding a 240 and firing that thing off by yourself Unless you put it on the ground, but like you're you're not doing anything with this. This is some. This is a mounted weapon that is used to 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 shoot at vehicles. Like we used to have like a spot where like we you have the gates at the base where people can come through, and then uh, say someone blows through the gate with their vehicle with like a car bomb, and they have to go through like the serpentine of a track, and at the very end of that, the last line of defense. It's a guy in a bunker with that two M240. That's what that gun is for. It's to destroy or or immobilize a vehicle that is being used as a bomb. He has that in his house. Why? 
Explain it to me, somebody. So, if we're gonna go down the rabbit hole real quick, I, I always so uh, damn we've de- deviated, but we have to do this. <laughs> so, I listened to this podcast about conspiracy theories, and it talked about this <clears throat> incident at Ruby Ridge where this dude was wild and selling like illegal guns. Don't par- don't paraphrase me, but um, long and short, he was deemed to be like a vigilante, and they're like, hey, if you see him, it's on site. So they saw him and they shot his wife in the head and blew her head off while she was holding her newborn child. Right. So fast forward, they're like, hey, we can't engage people like this anymore. We had to be a little different. We're trying to capture people. So that tied into the. uh, uh, Fuck me, I can't think, Uh, you know, the the incident with the cult leader and they burned down the house like it's it's Um, Waco. Waco. Yeah, so it went to that with Waco, like, hey, you know, they're trying to take our guns, so we're stockpiling weapons in, in this fucking facility, and then they're saying the government burned them out the house, but they're saying they set the fire. Which ties into Timothy, Timothy McVeigh, who is a uh, Army veteran, the dude, the Oklahoma City bomber. The reason he blew up Oklahoma City, it was on the anniversary, the two-year anniversary of Waco, which he was inspired by the Ruby Ridge incident because he the government had too much overreach for guns, right? I'm taking a long way to get to the route of, all right, cool. Let's say the government does want to take your guns. No matter how many guns that you can stockpile or have in your house, y'all don't have the real guns. Y'all don't have tanks. Y'all don't have airplanes. Like, if they're letting us have these guns, imagine what they have locked up. You know what I'm saying? We don't have access to grenades, grenade launchers, rocket launchers. So, yeah, you can have a closet full of pistols and ARs and, and ammunition to the ceiling, but, like... You don't have a bunker, dog. Like you live in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> Why do you have these guns? There's you can't win. So the the whole idea of like, oh, I just want all these guns. And you can only fire one gun at one time. Shoot. Sure. I, I never. I can't understand what the end game is for people that are like super super two way. Like it. It it just never. It, I just don't understand what sense it makes. So, but that's that's neither here nor there. If the but, military wants your guns, they're gonna come and get it. If the government wants that shit, they will get that shit. You want to fight if you if you if you're ready to like die over your guns, die is what you will. Like <laughs> immediately. You might you might get a shot off, a shot off. You might. But you're gone. Like you're not beating the military, the US military, you and your house in fucking Wisconsin? No. You're yeah. out of here. And, and if you're like a doomsday prepper and you have like land off in the middle of the country, you're making it even easier because they're going to drop a bomb on you, dog. Like, <laughs> no, they just don't send like, it. You don't think they got any extra anthrax in their house at, at the crib in the in them buildings? They're going to send that letter right to your house. And you're like, oh, wow, I got some mail. Ah, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Right. You ain't even gonna have a chance to get your gun before you're out the paint, dog. It's hey, a wrap. was a wild time. Anthrax it was. was some people ain't. Some people. Fucking time. Some of y'all ain't old enough to remember the anthrax era, but yeah, there's some things out there that'll get you out the paint before you even think about it, dog. You ain't even gonna know. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's just nasty out here. So I mean, I I'm. I mean, if you want to buy a gun, cool, but have a purpose for it. Like you, you can't beat the government. So yeah. This took a very dark, dark, dark. It, it dark really world. did. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if it's a joker. I don't know if it's a joke or not. But I feel like these, like, to really get the attention of some of these people, like uh, lawmakers and government officials, like someone needs to make a T-shirt that says like "America First" and it has like a number one with the U.S. flag and it just says like school shootings. 
and put the numbers there, like how many school shootings we have, and then put like who like who's in second place because they're they're a very distant second place, and just start mass producing those shirts and put them on kids, put them on kids and take and make them go to school with it to really put it in their face, like yeah, we're fucking dead last in science, you know, at the bottom of the league in math, uh, education is trash, gun violence though. Hey man, we're fucking Bill Russell in this bitch. Eleven straight championships. He ain't stopping us. So the the kind of wrap that up. Please crazy, wrap this up. The, the crazy thing about that is, if you were to send your kids to school with that shirt, they would probably be sent home. <laughs> versus somebody who was plotting to. Shoot them. So that's and and made to get to like just make police probably would get pulled up. Yeah, especially ain't no conversation. Resource officer overreach. You know, case pending soon. Yeah, it's uh, problematic. Uh, anywho, uh, also problematic, uh, getting off the very disturbing gun violence in America, um, a lot of people were kind of up in a tizzy about the uh, Astro World documentary documentary news report that was on Hulu. Um, it was a kind of a grand opening, grand closing situation. Uh, they posted it, and then it got taken down because of the outrage. And I think I saw Triple, I think you, I saw you tweet this, that um, and, and that made sense when you, you tweeted something to the effect that like not everybody in the world is entrenched in Twitter like we are. So they kind of have, you know, the right to kind of know what's going on. Like it, it's more it was more news reporting than documentary, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a two Americas thing. Like some white people have no clue who Travis Scott is, even though their kids probably swipe the credit cards for his expensive sneakers and. Fortnite skins and McDonald's meals, but like, oh, I don't know who that guy is. So, I, I guess it's fair. It was a pretty big story, you know. I don't. I think my part is like it was a, it was just news clips, it was news clips, because it was a news special. It was packaged and put together by ABC. Somebody like tweeted me and told me that it was specifically the ABC thirteen channel out of Houston. So it was a Houston production. It was a news thing. And I'm like, they put every episode of 2020 up. Like they put they put news specials up. Like the, Hulu has been doing this for forever. Like this is a thing. Every every week, what they show on, on Friday, on I think it's Saturday or Sunday, it's posted onto Hulu. I watch it. Um, for the people that's like, oh, it's too soon. I think it's been like three or four weeks since the since the tragic incident. But I'm like. I think we. Sh I think the world shut down like March, the first or second week of March. By April, by the second or third week of April, I'm watching frontline documentaries on coronavirus. Like, it's all about getting news and getting factual information. Because although Twitter was entrenched in it, although TikTok was entrenched with it, they were also spreading things that were false, things that mm -hmm. were not true. They're putting out conspiracy. So it is up to the media to put together things that are factual and put it out so that the masses know. The masses are not on Twitter. It's it's more people on fucking it's more people on Facebook than it is on Twitter. So so like the fact that Twitter knows about it doesn't mean that the half the people on Facebook even know what's going on. So I just I did not understand the outrage one at Hulu. Like if you want to be mad, go be mad at the ABC channel. But then you look crazy because it's the news. But I didn't really understand like people going hard at Hulu because I'm just like they just they host it like they're just hosting. New first off, they hosting news that they've been hosting all for, since the their existence, 
But then like everybody posts shit to Hulu. Everybody posts shit to Netflix. Everybody posts shit to Amazon Prime. I think for me, it, it's the uh, the title of it, of the what the news clip or the documentary, or whatever it is. It's called Astro World Concert from Hell, and hell is in all red letters. Like that. It's it's also phrased. It's also kind of shaping the narrative surrounding the concert. And if I'm someone, if I'm like Rock Nation or whoever's in charge, and there's all these lawsuits still out there, I'm looking at that. And I'm like, hey, you're trying to, you know, sway the, the the jury pool or the audience. You're trying to make it seem like we're way worse than what it actually was. And and, and, and like, I understand what Triples is saying. Like, if it's a news thing, you're just like, hey, this is what's going on. We're going to put that out there. But to to name it World Concert from Hell, I can see how people would have a problem for, from just seeing that and not even probably even watching it. So I... I did not take that into consideration and I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that arguing point. But I also want to point out like that was what the concert goes like if you were entrenched in the Twitter and the TikTok conversation around it, that's what every all those concert goers were saying. Like we felt like we were in hell. It was so hot. We were so yeah, I'm like I didn't hear that. I mean that also, you know, like it's also already been a thing for those who have been following the situation from before, but using what you said and using what I said, like, if I don't know about the situation, I am shaping it, you know, I'm already kind of telling you where you need to be before you even press play. So I, I, I can see that part, but I don't know. Niggas was just wilding out, but Hulu, Hulu is not Netflix. Hulu said, hey, we don't got that many subscriptions. Like, you know, <laughs> we gonna bow out. And so I respect Hulu on that, on that part, but I just think as people, the, the outside of the title thing, people were just, People didn't watch it. People didn't even know that it was like people were promoting it and it literally had an ABC logo on the, the screenshot. And they were like, look what Hulu did. And I'm like, nigga, ABC is right there. Like, hey. if you're going to be mad, let's call the right people out. Like, let's, I, you know, like if you're going to call them out, call them out. But let's chill on Hulu. Hulu ain't this shit for nobody. They gave us the best fire, fire, uh, fire documentary ever. So shout out to Hulu. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Um, Gotta, gotta sell that. Gotta sell them, uh, the movies and all that shit. But yeah, I thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, what else was on the list? Let's the, see. The fact that a lot of these parents are turning down Travis Scott's money to pay for these funerals is kind of telling to me. Like that. Mm -hmm. That's not great. That's not great. Like, cause I, I don't know how much funerals cost, but I know they're not cheap. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you have to play for multiple funerals. You know, like if you're just like, yeah, I don't want your money. Maybe that's the lawyers talking as far as like, hey, we got a lawsuit going against him. You can't take his money because whatever, whatever. I watched Scandal a couple times, so I know how this thing goes. Like, it, this doesn't look good. It's a bad look for – and I, 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 I hate that I keep saying just Travis Scott because it's not just Travis Scott. It's Travis Scott, the venue, the promoters, the marketers, everybody that set it up, Blimey. and the people – yeah, Live Nation, Rock Nation, whoever, and the people that were out there acting a fucking fool like that over Travis Scott's like that's that's kind of the part that gets me. Like, we're doing this over part. Travis Scott's that's music, bro. Travis over Travis Scott. Scott, like I like Travis, Travis Scott, Scott, but I'm not. <laughs> I fucking died as some fucking Travis Scott. I'm. I, I don't this nigga is screaming in auto tune, and you guys have just. <laughs> 
<laughs> open the pits of hell because what the hell is going on? Oh, get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, I'm not dying to Travis Scott with, as my soundtrack. That's not yeah. going to be the soundtrack to my death. Hell no. Okay. Like, Lil John and the East Side Boys in like 2002, I'd have understood that. Travis yeah, Scott like, in 2021. Three six five with a peak, absolutely. <laughs> Credit club up ninety seven, absolutely. I can't go out. I can't go out to a man that's married to a Kardashian. I can't. I Got can't. Two babies by a Kardashian. Gee, and not even, not even, not even like he he married to the off brand Kardashian. He married to the Jenner. Oh, yeah. I can't even get the. I can't get the actual Kardashian. Damn. Mm. Kardashian light. I got the remix Kardashian. Got a Chris Jenner special. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just Chris Jenner. Yeah, that's man. sick. <laughs> no, thank you. So, uh, the pivoting to women and children of women <laughs> that are kind of famous. We talked about this uh, this young lady on the podcast a couple of times, but uh, I saw an interesting tweet from uh, the Shade Room where uh, Deion Sanders, who coaches, uh, yeah, hashtag Coach Prime, coaches a HBCU HBCU team. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, which is not Jackson important. State. Jackson, Jackson State. State. They be having that place jumping though. Shout out to him though for that. Um, but he invited uh, Brittany Renner to educate his Jackson State University players about the game played between a man and a woman. So I saw tweets before that saying that, like, she was, like, financially unstable, saying that, like, a man isn't a financial plan, something to that effect. And now she's teaching young men not – it seemed like she's teaching men how to not get trapped which I, to this day, even like with their situation with the, her baby daddy, PJ Washington Wilson, whatever his name is, I, I still I still don't understand how that that whole thing is not like the game is not out there for that. Like you know what it is, man. Like some people I mean, exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, if that's what she's there to talk about, if she's out there to kind of warn young athletes about the pitfalls of you know, impregnating Instagram models or Instagram influencers or whoever. I mean, like, if you're not going to listen to her about it, someone that, like, legitimately just did it, if you're not going to listen to her, who are you going to listen to? Because you're not listening to your OGs. You're not listening to the other players. You're not listening to your friends. You're not listening to your coach. So at that point, like, the game is out there on Front Street. Like, she wrote a fucking book about this, man. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not mad. Like I'd like to hear what she had to say. Like in like the entire thing. Like I don't I don't go off of what she tweets because I feel like she's tweeting for like attention and people take those tweets and run with it. But if she's out there actually legitimately giving these kids game, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing. Did you you heard the clip right? I didn't watch all of it. Oh, yeah, I, didn't I, didn't hear clip. I saw the the Instagram post, but I didn't watch the clip. This is like my thing is just so hold on, I'm gonna play real quick. Are in my DM, you're in my DM because of I'm Brittany Renner. So naturally, if you play a sport, it's kind of like, well, that's an incentive to talk to you. A lot of times, women, men in general, they're everybody wants something. Thank you. Everybody wants something. So it's like even if we both have our own thing going on, me still being with you is a good look because you boost my stock. Just like you boost my you know what I'm saying? Like I boost your stock. 
It's just that simple. It's, it's kind of like a give and take, but you have to be aware of what you're signing up for. You're trying to, you want to make it to the NFL, and it's kind of like, you do understand there's a lot that comes with that, right? There's going to, like, how, it's, to be able to decipher who really loves you for you, I think that's like the billion-dollar question we're all wanting to know. This is how the game is played. Please know that. We're putting you up on the game. All right, so I have I have a lot of problems with this. First of all, she sounds very stupid. Like she doesn't sound like she knows what she's talking about. Second problem is the whole heartwarming music they put the book behind it to make it sound like it has some significance to it. I'm just like, okay, like it, it screams like red table talk, like fake, um, like Doctor Phil type vibes. Like you're not like you're a doctor, but you're not a doctor. Like you kind of know what you're talking about. And like it, it seems like this was done for her to get some money. Like I feel like she was compensated for this. And then the other thing is like she should. Fair, yeah, but okay. So my thing a speaking is like, okay. engagement is a speaking engagement. I don't care yeah, what my, my other role is. You you want me down here? You got pay. Me. Yeah, but like okay, that's cool. You're getting it from her, but I'm sure Dion knows like professional athletes that are on the side of the 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 side of the fence where most of athletes will be on of writing that check for 18 years like that that's kind of who wow chance said <laughs> um but that's kind of the side that they need to hear you need to hear from the guys that hey i had to pay this x amount of millions of dollars they need to have pj there they, they but they've been had the, they, they've been having dudes there like those dudes are there all the time those dudes are the coaches they're your straight strength and conditioning coaches you've been hearing from those guys since high school You've never heard it from this angle. My thing is, yeah, it, it sounds like she sounds a little bit uninformed, like she's not really prepared, and it's like you kind of don't really sound that great, but this is the first one. In about two to three years, Brittany Renner is going on tour. She's going to go from college to college doing this, and it's going – she's going to – that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, she did something like that. But, no, I'm, but I'm saying – I'm telling you. She's going to give this – she's going to tighten this down to about a five-minute little speech or rundown. And people in college, and I'm if I'm a college coach, and I know I got players that have the potential to get to the NFL, I pay Brittany Renner a couple hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to come talk to these kids. Why not? It it's not hurting anything. And once she gets her once she gets her speech down, like she she knows what she's doing. Like this is a money. This is a this is a long play because she's going to be the person. Like then then all of a sudden she's getting hired by the NFL. So she's getting hired by a team. To talk to players, that's a stretch. Okay, part is a stretch. Okay, if, if, I, if I'm her manager, if I'm her manager, that's the goal. We're trying to get to the NFL, and we're doing speaking engagements at the rookie symposium at the combine. Okay. They're calling okay. Brittany Renner okay. to come talk that's to these players. That's what you mean by the NFL. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like okay. Okay. okay, yeah. So it's like you 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 get to the combine, and it's like cool. Yeah, we could call Deion Sanders to come talk to these 19, 20 year olds. But Deion Sanders is in his 50s. He, did, he didn't grow up on Instagram or on TikTok. He doesn't know about the pitfalls of this stuff. Snapchat. And, yeah, you could you could easily probably talk to another player that's still in it. But why not get it from the other side? Because she can tell you what to look for. These guys don't know what to look for because they're falling for the same tricks every year. Exactly. The only thing, the only thing that another male player will tell us the exact women to stay away from, not the type. They'll like, hey, don't fuck with her. She talked to me. Like they will go by women by women because they filling them out too. I I personally don't like. I know 
the narrative that we're supposed to have around her. But I think what's actually happening, what she's doing, if it's genuine or if it's a money grab, that's up to be argued. But it's like, it's needed. These little niggas need it. Like these Instagram, <laughs> these Instagram bitches are still getting knocked up. Like, will it stop it? No, but it, it could definitely try to it slow it down. Possibly slow it down. But the it thing is, down. The, it's like it's it's like the difference between having a financial advisor and having an old head telling you to save your money. Like, duh, yes, save my money. How? That's what the financial advisors are for. Like, yes, these players are going to say, hey, don't get these girls pregnant. Hey, don't mess with these these quote unquote hoes out here. Versus, okay, what do I need to look for? Because, yeah, you told me not to mess with some of these hoes out here, but these hoes are in disguise and they're very good at it. Like, I have no idea. I didn't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you you see there's red flags. And I'm not trying to say hoe in a, like, negative way, but you know what I'm saying? Like, NFL players or athletes are just like, hey, man, leave these hoes alone. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like sometimes you don't know what to look for. You don't know the game from the other side. And this is just another tool that could help them out. If, if, it, if it takes Brittany, Brittany Renner giving you the game from her end because she's someone that grew up on Instagram, that came up through social media, that knows the tricks and the trades of how to, att- how to attract athletes. The whole thing when she said, hey, I'm trying to boost my status. That's what happened with her. She was just a regular fitness model, but she started being associated with certain rappers, with certain athletes, and now her status is boosted. And people wonder, like, why do all these athletes sleep with the same women? Because her because st- their status is up there. You got to be a, of a certain status to get with these athletes. These athletes like it or lo- like hate it or love it, but they want to sleep with a woman that is able to sleep with Kevin Durant. Like, oh, if Kevin Durant can get with her, I should be able to get with her. I don't want to, like, these athletes and these rappers are just like, oh, she's she's fucking a dude from Whole Foods? Nah, nah, I'm good on that. Oh, she fu- she fucking, uh, he's, that's that's Devin Booker's side chick? Oh, let me go see what she's about. Because he's on that level. He's on a higher level. And that's what Brittany Renner's talking about, trying to get you as a woman to a higher status. So, so it becomes, all right, I'm fucking a dude on the bench. Now I'm fucking a guy that's a starter. Now I'm fucking an all-star. Now I'm fucking, you know, a top 10 player. Now I'm fucking the all-pro. Now I got to the MVP. That's what it's trying to, that's what she's trying to do. You work your way up and there's levels of this. That whole, the, on both sides, that's just weird, weirdo activity, in my opinion. Just like, is this like a, is this a game collecting badges? Like, yeah, she got this status and clout, but she's, she's saying that she's not financially stable. So was it, was it worth it in the end? Probably not. So. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I I feel like they would probably do something else before they give Brittany Renner the bag. I feel like they would go with somebody who was like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. we'll see. We'll see. Well, it might not be her specifically, but there will be a woman from this side that gets that position where she's called from up. This side, please. From, from, I'm telling you, from that side, they're going to have a woman that shows up to rookie symposiums and talks to these young kids and just is like, hey, these are the things you need to look for because these are what women are looking after. This is these are the the traps, the pitfalls, all that stuff. Like the stuff that you post, the stuff that they post, the things they're saying in your DMs, uh, you know, meetups or flyouts, all these things. Like she's going to get someone out there is going to be the one to give the game to these young athletes and rappers. Right, the rappers need it the most probably, but it, it that's going to happen. If I'm a, if I'm a general manager right now. 
I'd do that. Who's who's a more who's like a popular Instagram influencer out there? I I would definitely be picking their brain because I can't go to my running backs coach to be like, hey, hey, make sure these running backs don't get no girls pregnant. Like, all right, like he doesn't care about that. He's all about trying to make sure these running backs are doing what they're supposed to do. He ain't got time to figure out the Instagram, the Facebook, the Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube. There's all these other social medias. These coaches don't care about that. Get someone that was born in it, that was brought up in it, that knows the game, and is going to teach these kids like, hey, this is what I do. I get, I get rappers. I get football players. I get ballers. This is what I do. This is what you need to look out for. It's not a bad business plan. I just feel like it's not anything that hasn't been done. Like maybe it has been done like on on a publicized level, but I'm sure they they had these talks. Like this, like I can't say I don't want, people are stupid. Men men don't think properly, but you know, it is it is what it is. But um, transitioning to a man that did think properly, uh, happy 52nd birthday to <laughs> Jay Z, who got his life together after being accused of cheating, um, and is married to the the lovely Beyonce Knowles uh, Carter, right? Shout Beyonce, to Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. Yes, yes. Shout, shout out to her, you know, for holding down a black king under those felonious allegations. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Jay-Z kind of, and, and if you listen to the podcast and whatever version it was, whether it's me podcast or the podcast is now, uh, we, we talk about Jay-Z here and there, you know, we, we dabble in, in hovology. Uh, he is probably the favorite rapper of the podcast as a whole. And there's always a discussion to be had with Jay-Z, whether it's business acumen, um, his past, his business deals, uh, his discography, where he's ranking it, how it's aged. But I think the, the biggest thing with, with Hove right now is that he is shifting the paradigm with rappers. And you can see that with like Nas too, with rappers being able to have extended careers like uh, kind of like how the rolling stones can still be performing at 70 years old getting the bag selling out selling out arenas and stuff like that um jay-z is is kind of being the the front runner and leading that charge where hey if you do things right if you put out a quality product if you're consistent and you put in the work that you can still be out here getting the bag and being relevant into your 50s like it's crazy to think of a rapper being in his 50s still being discussed and debated as one of the greatest of all time and and still still kind of anticipated like if there was rumors that there was a new jay-z album coming out produced by whatever the hottest producer is right now people would be interested in that you know what i'm saying and, and it's crazy coming from the days of the one hit wonders and rappers that have put a song or an album or two you never hear about them like he's still out here in these streets being great and being an influence on the culture whether you like him or not so uh yeah this is kind of us for the umpteenth time, talking about Hope giving him his flower. So I, I will let Tribbles jump in here uh, and give her thoughts on this. Um, You know, if you know me, if you ever follow me on uh, any of the socials, you know, I go up for Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my um, father, lover, whatever, fill in the blank. X the day, fill in the blank. But I just think, like, I think he will honestly go down as the greatest of all time and it will be more it will be more than just a discography to lyricism i definitely think what hove means to the culture is just it's something different like 
even even the newcomers want a whole whole stamp. Like you got rappers like Two Chain still looking for that whole stamp. Yeah. You got like you got <laughs> you got vets that got like like in my opinion from from my from my discography like Two Chain's a legend. Like and he want a whole verse. Like he you know like and can't get one for some strange yeah, for, reason for some fucking reason. There's got to be some something we don't reason. know about. Yeah, we I don't I don't know what didn't happen, but like. It's just it's just something about him, but like you said, it's it's really been the work, you know. Um, we can talk about albums as a whole being, you know, declining or improving, but like overall, the, he's he's never lost it. Like he's never lost it. Like maybe putting together a complete album lost it, but like having some heat on there when you press play, you're gonna find it, and you're gonna find them double and triple entendres, like. That's his thing now. Like when he gets his 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 guest verse, he the B line. What was the triple B? What song was that? The sorry not sorry. DJ Khaled with Nas. Like probably the slowest I've ever heard Jay Z rap, but was like a cold ass motherfucking bar. So he's always evolving and he's always open to to be like. I guess he's always open to evolve, and that's what makes him like dope. He stays with the time, but he also like paves his own lane with the shit too. So. He's not gonna do what it takes to like. He's not really gonna follow the trends, so to speak. Like he kind of will uh, push back against some of the stuff, whether it works or not. Like it worked with the uh, throwback jerseys. Him pushing back against that worked. Him pushing back against Auto Tune did not work because Auto Tune has not gone anywhere, and it really didn't even wait, take a hit. But wait, let's pause on that because I tweeted this earlier today because people are trying not to forget DOA was a moment, but it wasn't a moment where niggas was like, hey, don't do like, because I, I really listened to the song today and it was like, he really wasn't even coming at the, the like, he was coming at autotune, but he was really coming at like singing ass rappers, like the rappers that we have today. Like he was really coming at them and they are using autotune to help them sound good to sing, but it really wasn't on some shit where like, Niggas should never, ever, ever fucking do auto tune. Like, I think that was yeah. the misconception of the song, and people took that and was like, "Oh no, we ain't gonna kill it." So then they started doubling it and tripling it up and shit. And but let T Pain tell it that killed his career. But I, you know, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the. I don't know. If I, I kind of feel myself kind of feeling bad for certain rappers that uh, people call like all-time greats that have like an all-time great period like i think about ll cool j people talk about him when he was first coming out being like hey he's one of the he's on track or he's one of the best rappers out right now during the time that he was hot and then as he got older he started to kind of like veer off and started doing like stuff that people his age probably shouldn't be doing like the head sprung music and it was just like hey you know this isn't you you know what i'm saying and I don't want to say the same thing happened to like Scarface, but Scarface, he got to a certain age. And I think maybe it has something to do with his health, but he just kind of stopped rapping. Like he just put it down. And Scarface is younger than Jay-Z. LL Cool J is the same age as, as Jay-Z. And if LL Cool J is coming out with an album, people aren't checking for it. If Scarface comes out with an album, there's a certain group, there's a certain type of person that's checking for it, but the masses aren't checking for it. And I guess what separates them from Jay-Z is Jay-Z kept getting better. He kept uh, evolving. He kept his ear to the streets. Like he was one of the first new, the first New York rappers to reach out to the Southern rappers when the South was running things 
and New York was kind of hesitant, but he was like, yo, let me get on this juvenile remix. That shit was trash, but he tried. Let me get UG, UGK on this big pimping. You know what I'm saying? Let me get on this. Uh, he did a song with Big Boy. He like he's reached out. He's done songs with Southern artists, but New York rappers weren't really doing that. You know, he he put on. He had his he he had an ear for talent. You know, like he reached out. He brought up some other people, good or bad. Like he found uh, Beanie Siegel, Freeway, and then he found the Young Guns. But then you find like Kanye West and Just Blaze. Put them on. Like you're finding all these other great art. Like he was. He's. He's just always got his he's always looking he's always kind of looking forward and we don't have to talk about the business stuff because we you know that's what he does like he's a businessman like what that was corny jesus christ but regardless like there aren't rappers right now at his age that are doing that 444 stuff back in the day like they weren't doing that like these older rappers back in the day they did they weren't rapping about uh being married marital stuff uh, your future, your grandkids, having kids. They weren't really talking about that stuff. Like, I'm not I'm not the biggest Fat Joe fan, but I don't know what Fat Joe was rapping about on his music, but I didn't know he had a wife and a whole family for the longest time. And I'm like, yo, I don't hear none of that shit in your music, dog. Maybe it's, maybe it's, in, maybe it's a deep cut. Maybe it's a B-side. It's like, you're not exposing that side of you because you, you have to be Fat Joe. It's like, there's Fat Joe... And then there's whatever his real name is at the house. You know what I'm saying? Those are two separate people. And as you get older, it's like, hey, maybe reach into that and and pull some of that stuff out. Pull some of that family stuff out. Because as you get older, you know who else is getting older? Your fans are getting older. Because, you know, if you're a more one-dimensional artist, say like the Migos, you guys are in your mid-30s. Once you guys start hitting your 40s, you're gonna start doing you can't you can't put out another fight night. You know what I'm saying? Like we're old, we're going to bed at like 9 30. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to fight nobody. We're when we go to concerts, we make sure we got a seat. We're not doing standing room only concerts anymore. You know what I'm saying? We gotta take our kids to school in the morning. We ain't got time to be sipping lean all night or drinking wine now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even Jay-Z was doing that that same thing where it's like, okay, now I've matured up to now I'm talking about paintings and wine tastings and doing all these other things like i'm not splurging money on jewelry i'm talking about finances and setting up myself for the future whatever i'm not saying that everybody has to do that but you have to realize that your fan base is going to get old with you don't don't pretend like you're still some young guy running the streets slinging dope doing all that stuff because yeah, unless you're doing it at a high level, unless you're doing it like the way Pusha T is doing it, where he is still rapping about crack cocaine at a high level in his 40s with now, braids, I, which is insane to me. With braids. With fucking braids. That's what they were talking about. With fucking braids. Immaculate skin. Now, I just have a, I got a question for, for, for Marcus just because, like, you said all that. What's your thoughts on Jeezy? Because Jeezy tried, and I don't think... I don't think that translated well with the hip hop community as a whole, but more specifically his base. Like, but on the other side, you look at a Rick Ross. Rick Ross is doing yeah. it and it's immaculate when Rick, it's working. That crazy yeah. ass cover he put out. I'm still like, yeah, when the album dropping. That's yeah, I'm ready. Right. ready. So <laughs> I guess my question is like, is that I don't want I know it's not the path for everybody, but like a Jeezy, Jeezy has really been trying it. Like he then cleaned up, then got married, and niggas still not fucking with 
what he's given us on the music side. It's like but here's the thing: the music also has to still be good. And I listened to there was a couple. I, I don't know what was the last one. I listened to. I know I listened to Pressure, and I know I listened. I listened to Twenty Twenty Pyrex. Uh, I believe I listened to the Recession too. The music's just not on that level that it was back in you know Thug Motivation One Hundred One or Trap or Die or any of those. Like he's the Recession. He's just not as good of a rapper at rapping about that stuff. Like he like Jay Z is elite about rapping about being in a dope game. He's also elite about rapping about what you you should do when it comes to your legacy. You know what I'm saying? What you should do when it comes to expressing emotion or family stuff or being vulnerable. He's elite at all about rapping about that stuff. Jeezy is not elite at that stuff. Rick Ross is is good to better to great, but Jeezy's just not good at that stuff right now. And I, I gave his I gave his stuff a shot, man. Music's just not that good, to be honest. Yeah, I, I tweeted out he stopped motivating the thugs two or three albums ago. Like it's it, been a minute. Like, yeah, dog. It's it's pretty much like kind of endemic to like Atlanta. Like that's their guy. I I know that being a it, it might be the location. I, th- I think I had a tweet about this before. Like if or maybe a thought. Like if you put rappers, if they were from different places, would they be received differently? I mean, like New York is like kind of the you know it's the mecca, it's the hub. It's very diverse out there. There's a lot going on. But Atlanta, it's like that that might have shaped. How Jeezy, you know, his rap style and all that stuff. But I, I get that. But yeah, being an elite rapper does help, right? And then also not making like weird videos of yourself in the grocery store dancing with shopping carts like that. I'm sure that didn't help either. But and then also like it's two different people, man. Like I don't I don't think Jay-Z would be on stage getting fucking packed up by Gucci Man like that. Like just a lot of weird stuff with him, man. He's just he just don't got it. Just ain't that guy. Yeah, you you still have to be like a good to great rapper as you get older, and we we do have to allow for some grace. But I mean, <clears throat> as as you get older, when it comes to rapping, I f- I feel like there's no excuse for you to not get better because of your life experiences. Like Jay Z, as he got older, started experiencing different things. He's walking in different rooms. He's experiencing different things in his own life. Like he damn near has. Uh, three different careers. Like uh, now, I gotta pull it up, pull up his uh, discography. But if you go from like Reasonable Doubt to Blueprint Two, that's like his hustler. I'm trying to get all this money, you know, era or whatever. And then um, after that, when you go say the Black Album to Kingdom Come, <clears throat> it's a little bit more introspective and he's still trying to figure things out american gangster is just an inspirational album where it comes from it's just based off of that movie and then you have like watch the throne which is just like him and kanye just just f the world like hey we made it we're in we're we're on our way to being billionaires and we're the only black people in these rooms and you guys are gonna have to deal with it like this is who we are and then 444 magna carta magna carta holy grail that's like more so speaking on married life, life with kids, stuff. What am I going to do beyond this? It's all the stuff that I was doing before this. Is that stuff important? Did that stuff matter? What matters is my future, my legacy, my, you know, my kids' future, my kids' kids' future, stuff like that. So, I mean, I, we could probably go way more in depth about that, but there's things that, that you, 
you have to experience different things and be able to share that with your your audience and your fan base. And he's he's the best at doing that as of right now. Like hit like Nas is getting up there, and Rick Ross is probably up there too. And Kanye West is pretty good at it also. But it, I mean, I guess it's a thing where for you to get old in rap, you have to be one of the greats. And I just don't think that you can just be like. How do we think Future's gonna sound when he's forty? You know, like is he still gonna be out here making music that people want to hear? Like I don't know, but maybe. in Atlanta at least <clears throat> he's getting that. That's what I'm saying. Like they're good there, you know what I'm saying? Which is not a bad thing. But I mean, like, Jeezy's not good there, is he? I'm sure he's good there in some pockets. Atlanta has their little sectors and zones. I'm talking about his new stuff. Oh, people nah. are people are people riding around <laughs> listening to his new because like future future's 38. He's 38 years old. Hashtag meathead. You know what I'm saying? Like he's about to he's about to cross over to that to the 40s. Like it's different when you hit 40. You know what I'm saying? Like you're viewed in a different way. So is his music going to reflect that or is he going to continue to do the things that he's been doing? I did not know he was that old. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm like two chains is 44. So I'm like, oh god. Two chains yeah. makes great music though. Two chains is up there too. Like, you listen to his music and his music doesn't sound bad. Like, it's still. It doesn't sound like someone that's still trying to hold on. That's still trying to make good music. Like, two chains is probably making some of the when he's when he puts out an album. It's always like, yeah, this is one of the best albums from this year. Except for that one he did with LeBron. <laughs> that was rapper go to the league. That was a good album. I like that. It was straight, but it didn't really stick. And I think it's because LeBron was involved. Yeah, but it's like, come on, like Bron just put his name on that because Two Chainz gonna put whatever songs Two Chainz want to put on there. LeBron ain't dictate nothing. You know, the, LeBron created the deluxe. What are you talking about? I know you see the video when LeBron created the deluxe album. What are you talking get about? Out of here. That man did that for marketing purposes. Like, I can get LeBron behind my album. LeBron got like 100 million followers on Instagram. He gonna tweet my shit out? Yeah, let's do this. Go ahead and sign up. Tell him to come to the studio one time. Flick it up for the gram. I I think that, uh, back to Rick Ross, I think he excels because he actually is a, I guess, came up as like a musician and a writer and artist versus Jeezy, who was, you know, allegedly moving packs and then started rapping. So like like <clears throat> Rick Ross kind of really mastered his his craft, if that makes sense. As far as like his we all know that he selects great <clears throat> music production, all that stuff. Like he's really serious about that. And, and and same with Jay-Z, he's also a great businessman. Like he's he's pro- he's in general generally probably a really smart guy who is really good at music as well. Same with like the J. Coles. I'm sure Kendrick's probably pretty smart as well in some some way so i think that plays a part into it i'd love to see like yeah i'd love to see how that that plays a part i actually think j cole will sound better as he gets older i think he's one of the rappers that would excel the older he got just based on life experience and being able to being able to share some of that stuff like j cole 40 year old j cole i feel like would be better than like 30 year old j cole or like late 20s j cole but like 40 year old drake i feel like it's going to be worse than 30 year old drake that might be a tough that might be a tough one like drake at some point drake needs to make that transition into acting dog like it's right there for you bro 
just, just, just do it. Good at it too. So like, he's so good at it. Why not? Why didn't he do it? What is before, he doing? Before we drift, I, I just want to point out that Jay Z signed both uh, Rick Ross and Jay Cole. So it's like everything he touches has longevity. For the most part, yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah, for, the, yeah. for the most part, for the most for the most part. You know what I was gonna he, say? <laughs> yeah. And when he, but when he, but when he swings, he swings. Where's Christian? Where did he get The young gunners. Yeah, yeah. But I bought but they had, but they had their moments, but they had moments. They did. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. He was great, great member of the Young Gunners. But um yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah, Jay-Z is uh, in a league of his own. And, and again, like we said earlier, he, he's carving that path for artists like J. Cole to be able to rap into your 50s and people still give a fuck. Because J. Cole has a very, very, very strong fan base. Shout and they come out, hate him or love it, like they're going to be there when J. Cole drops music, which again, overall for rap is a good thing, is that we can have artists continue to be relevant into their you know, la- later years of their life. Which I think only really works too if their voice sounds the same. Like if you go back and listen to like a rapper who's coming out with another album, which I'm not, mm, I don't like that he's doing it. Um, Ghostface, he's doing a Supreme Clientele Part Two, allegedly produced by Kanye West. I just wish they wouldn't name Supreme Clientele Two. But like Ghostface, his voice has definitely changed from when he started rapping to now, which kind of throws it off. Like, because I mean, it's rap. You don't have to. You really don't have to look at the person. You could be wrinkly and gray. As long as your voice sounds the same, you're getting those bars. I don't care. But his voice sounds a lot different, so it kind of throws it off of me. But like, yeah, Ye's voice still sounds great. Poe's voice still sounds great. So hopefully they can keep pushing through. But yeah, man, like Drake, he got to do something else. But anywho, you just gotta try. He won't even try. Just, just try. Just try. He. That makes sense. He semi he semi thought he tried on Scorpion, but just try, try, try Drake, please. I'm holding out. I'm really holding out. Drake was actually like, so title didn't give us like an end of the year wrap up. They gave us like this little new monthly stream. Shit. I'm glad you brought that up. And and, and and Drake was number two on mine because I play like pipe down every day. But it's like. Drake, you could really be there for real, for real, like not on some fluke shit. If you would just like try, like try. So I don't, I don't get why they, because last year they did, uh, kind of like a yearly thing, right? It's or? come, it's coming. It's just like we just are not no December first people like Spotify. Spotify likes to be first. Title, it usually comes like that second week or that third week. Like it's towards the end of the actual year when you get the end of the wrap up. Yeah, I, I kind of like those things, but I, I kind of don't because a some people use it as like, oh look, got all this different music I listen to. I'm so cool, but then also it's cool because a lot of people really be out here lying. It's like, dog, you listen to three artists. I don't take your music opinion seriously at all. Like if it's just like Drake for 600 hours, dog. Like shout out to Ocho. It's probably all Drake on his. Well, but. and and that's why I tweeted my my stuff out because people think I hate Drake and that and that I hate J Cole. I don't hate them too. Like my top, I guess, you know, my top 10 artists that I listened to this past year, number one is Drake. Number two, Kanye. Number three is J. Cole. And then Stevie Wonder, Kendrick, Vince Staples, Beyonce, Larry June, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack. But like I tweet the things that I tweet about J. Cole because I want him to be better. I want nobody wants J. Cole to have a classic album 
more than I do. Because back in the day when it was like, you know, Wale, Big Sean, Kendrick, Jake, J. Cole, all coming up at the same, Nicki Minaj, all of them coming up at the same time. I felt back then, I felt like I, I had to pick one. I'm like, all right, who am I picking? Who's going to be you my did. guy? Who's going to be the I did. I'm like, who am I riding with? You know what I'm saying? Like, this was back when you had to go out and buy CDs. I'm like, all right, all right, who, who who's going to be my guy? And I, I heard uh, Friday Night Lights. And I'm like, J. Cole is my guy. He's going to be the dude. He's going to be the one. This is my guy. And I rode with this dude. I rode with him hard. But then, you know, Drake drops uh, Take Care and then nothing was the same. And then Kendrick drops Good Kid Mad City and and, and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Even Wale dropping the stuff that he was dropping with the uh, the, the More About Nothing mixtape. Uh, Flora and all these other things. Even Big Sean with Dark Sky Paradise. Nicki Minaj with the pink print. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, catch up. Like, fight back, bro. You're making me, you're making me look bad out here. Like, I get it. You go. I like that you're going... It's cool to go platinum with no features the first time. The second time, all right, you're just proving that it's not a fluke. You're doing it four times, bro. Like, ain't nobody worth getting on your albums. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go around talking. Don't go around telling me, like, oh, you know, I don't put, I don't put niggas on my, on my shit because they ain't worthy to be on my shit. Like, shut the fuck up, dog. Because there's never been not one moment since you came out. No one could point to one year where J. Cole was the best rapper out. You cannot point to one single year where it's like, yo, J. Cole the best rapper out here. It's never happened. And you you tell me that your favorite rapper is Nas, and you're telling me that Nas, not at one point, was good enough to get a verse on your album? He, he wasn't good enough? That's what you're saying, Jermaine? Jay-Z wasn't good enough to get on some of them albums. Kendrick, Drake, none of them dudes. You, It's just your vision. You can do this all on your own. You can carry the load. You can carry the production load also. Jay-Z got the Neptune's phone number. He got Just Blaze's phone number. He got Kanye's number. You're telling me that your production skills, your vision is that tight, that you're the only person that can do this? Get over yourself, J. Cole. You're making yourself look bad. And worst of all, you're making me look bad for picking you. I could have been up there with Drake doing the way too sexy dance on TikTok. But now I got to ride with J. Cole, who had to wait six goddamn years to put some fucking features on his album for once. And to finally get some real producers in his studio. And then maybe actually go to a real studio. Like, it's, it's annoying. Because you could have been the one. You were supposed to be the chosen one. But now we got Kendrick out here winning Pulitzer Prizes. You know what I'm saying? Jake or Drake is out here doing crazy numbers, being hailed as the next guy. Like, so, and, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But someone point me to You're a wrong. year. Someone, no, someone po- point me to the year where it's like, yo, J. Cole, he's the number one rapper right now. Point me to the year. If I'm wrong, I'll look it up and we'll do it. And I'll look at it. Well, if what, I'm does wrong, that, I'm wrong. what does that signify, though? Like, why? Like, because I picked you. You brought if, Friday Night Lights. If I've been, if I've been going, every every fucking album I put out is going platinum. I'm, I'm, I'm recouping. My tours are selling out. I done got a fucking festival. Who the fuck gives a fuck Here's if a hundred niggas on Twitter say, hey, I like that you said you that. You number one. What the fuck does that matter? I like, and, I, and to I, answer I, your question, 2016 was the year that he was in the conversation. Conversation. I'm not talking about the conversation. I'm talking about being the one. 
And the thing what, is, what, what is the, the, what is the one on, giving Drake? On, we, you, you're still on. not giving Drake shit. You still not giving Drake Here, shit. Here's here's my thing. We're Kendrick just like put out an album in four years. What's up? We're, like, we're, but does, does anybody think J Cole better than Kendrick? No, that's not because that's, that's not a conversation it's, to be had. That's my that's, that's not my a conversation thing. to be had. Here's the thing: what J Cole is doing when it's just like, oh, I'm J Cole, I can go platinum without anybody. I can produce all this stuff, save all my money. I don't have to pay for features. Can the others do it? Can the others do it? Nope. 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 They could. They could do it at that level. Like, we act like J. Cole's some elite producer. Like, his his beats are all right. Why we ain't had no executive produce a fucking Drake uh, Drake only album or only Kendrick album? Where's they at? Because if that's so easy and that's so fucking simple to do, I'm not not saying. here's Here's my point. My point is, is that. J. Cole is just doing the same. J. Cole, here's what J. Cole is. J. Cole is what Andrew Wiggins was. Andrew Wiggins came this into the league. Oh, no, no, no. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins analysis, came into the league. Andrew Wiggins came into the league with all the talent in the world. They were like, hey, this dude's going to be the next LeBron James. I knew he He's going to be the franchise player. All this stuff. And you know what he did? He came in and he kind of yeah, went through the motions, did whatever, didn't really play defense. Didn't really care. Put up empty numbers. Wasn't really about winning. And what happened at the end of his contract? The Timberwolves gave him a max deal. So guess what he kept doing? The same bullshit he was doing before. So this is what J. Cole is doing. Oh, I can just save all my money and do all the verses, all the production, and make all my money back. I'm not going to be great doing that, but I'm going to make all my money and keep all my money, and I'm going to be fine. But you know what? Ain't no one going to be talking about Forest Hills Drive in 2030. No one's going to be talking about my classic albums because I don't have one. They're not going to be talking about me in the realm of the all-time greats because I'm not one. Because I didn't put in the work and step out there and get the best producers and get the best rappers and collaborate with the best people. I just stuck to myself because J. Cole has been rewarded handsomely with the way that he's been doing things. With going platinum with no features, being Grammy not even made, not, not made with no features. He's done a lot of things just by being himself, and he's been rewarded with that stuff in the short term. In the long run, when we're talking about all time greats, when we're talking about the Jay Z's and the Kendricks and the and the Tupacs and the Biggies, we're not bringing up J Cole because we look at his discography and we're like, yeah, it's still lacking something. He still ain't got that one. He still ain't got that album where it's like undeniable. Yeah, he's got great albums. He don't have a to pimp a butterfly. He don't have a reasonable doubt. He don't have an equimini. He don't have those. He just has good to great albums. And that's fine for him. J. Cole don't want to be great. And that's fine. Everybody don't want to put in the work. Everybody don't want to put the blood, sweat, blood, sweat, and tears that it takes to be an all-time great. And that's fine. But let's call it what it is. Well, there was a whole bunch of unnecessary weird energy to J. Cole. But, um, yeah, J. Cole will be here in 2037. People will be playing for so drive because, Lord willing, I'll be alive and my children and everybody will be fucking listening to it in my home. So somebody will be listening to it. J. Cole, you're amazing. And keep it up. Keep it up. Not, um, Do better. The Off Season was a great album, except for a couple of Grammys this year, even though Breeze hates the Grammys. But... Um, you know, that says something. There's a lot of there's a lot of decent albums dropped this year. So shout out to Jermaine. Yeah, and I'm looking in the chat. Uh, 
the Dolphins is saying uh, 2014, and I'm looking at some of the albums that came out in 2014. J, uh, what J Cole put out Forest Hills Drive. That's not the best album from from rap, in my opinion, from 2014. And it's also even even if you don't think that the albums that I say that are better than that aren't, it's still a question. There's never been like, hey, this is that guy. He's running rap. He's the guy right now. He's never had that. And I want him to be that. I'm going to agree with the 2014, because I'm looking at what came out in 2014. Like, Catalactic is better. <laughs> like what Big Crit did in I 2014, like Catalactic is better. Is better. My Crazy Life by YG is a da damn near classic album. Like, uh, my crazy. I it saw is a, the, I, it is a classic album. You yeah. disrespectful to classics and people today. I don't know what's going. I would. On. I, I wish I had the because I, I saw the tweet like maybe two, two, three weeks ago about uh, they were talking about Good Kid, Mad City, and they were saying that Good Kid, Mad City, and My Crazy Life are damn near the same album, but from different perspectives. Like the guys that are in the car with Kendrick, that's YG. Like that's his perspective of what's going on and. Kendrick is telling it from his side. And I'm not sure how I'm backtracking on my stance. Like, J. Cole wasn't the best rapper in 2014 because there's other albums that are better than his that came out in 2014. And Chan saying that she's confused because I'm a fan, but I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, you're saying I'm a fan, but you don't like any of the albums. He ain't done anything. I didn't, right. so I didn't say I, get I, I didn't say I didn't. I did not say I didn't like the albums. I said his albums were great, but they're not all timers. They're not going to. He's been surpassed They're by great. his peers. He's been surpassed by his peers. I picked the because wrong Drake horse. Drake makes great singles. J. Cole has been passed by his peers. Because you because this album argument that you're trying to make, it don't match up to Drake. I get you, Kendrick. Let's let's check off Kendrick. Cool. Boom. Let's move to Drake. Because because Drake, in your in your words, has outpassed and outlasted him. So his singles is the reason why we're saying this. Because we can play Drake in the club. Because that does matter. Having singles that matter, having people listen to your music, having people that check for your music, and actually stepping out of your comfort zone to work with other people and putting other artists on. Like, who's the artist that J. Cole like kind of put up and be like, hey, check this guy out? Like, let me get this, let me shoot this Nigga, young up recording artist. He has two collection, he has two collective albums. He has he has a here. label that he has artists on his label that he doesn't care about. Like his artists will put out albums and he does nothing for them. He will not tweet about his artists at all. They drop an album and I go straight to J. Cole's page. You gonna tweet about this? Nah, not so, this so one. Huh? Now, so now marketing is a part of it. Okay. I'm I'm just trying to figure out. Hey, 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 I didn't hey, I didn't sign I didn't sign Bass. I didn't sign Bass. J. Cole signed it's him. Boss, J. Cole told me he was boss. good. It doesn't matter boss. what his name is. J. Cole signs him, not me. So if he was that hot that you wanted to put your name on him. Shoot him out a tweet when he drops a single. It's not that hard to do. It's not don't asking. Say, don't you hard. say the same shit about TDE though? Yeah. Okay. So so again, so how are we making this a point when other people but are doing TDE it? But TDE will tweet out their singles. If an artist from TDE is dropping, what do all the what do all the TDE me, artists do? What do all the TDE artists do? Is it just dropped the song Friday? Let me go to Kendrick Lamar's page and make sure he tweeted about it. And I was like, okay, find out any tweets tweeted from four years though. Find any tweet because <laughs> I didn't even know he had a Twitter still. Yeah, put a check mark on it. No, he tweeted about the Super Bowl. Okay, 
Happy birthday, Hove. Um, this quickly degenerated into J. Cole battle. Because, I, because, I don't, uh, because I, no one understands Marcus's angle that you're praising the man, but then you're slandering him for the things that you're saying that the peers that have outpassed him. Does he have a classic album? Does he have a classic album? Everybody knows that shit is subjective. And yes, I I'm asking you. Has, yes, I'm yes, asking he you. Has, yes. Which yes. one? 2014. Okay. And like I said, that's not a undisputed, like everybody agrees with it. That's something and, that and you so, agree so why with. Ask me? I literally just said from my perspective. But that's my no. point. That's the point. Kendrick has an album that so, is so undisputed Drake classic. Has, so Drake has, Drake has an undisputed classic. Let's talk about it. With, fuck Kendrick because everybody knows the answer about Kendrick. I'd be willing, a, I, I would be Drake willing. Drake has an undisputed classic. That's if you're reading this, is too late. I would say that's and, and niggas will argue you down that it's take care. So that's again, it's not a Drake dis- has a no classics. Classic. Drake has no classics. But, but he surpassed J. Cole. So how are we here? How are we here? Because of singles. So now is it singles? That's what I'm saying. Like you have to break down this criteria of surpass. Saying that somebody is better, I live with it. But surpassing you, they're well, not even checking off the shits on the boxes. And I'm not talking about Kendrick. That's not my argument. I'm not talking so, about Kendrick. I'm talking so, about the Wale's and the Drake's that Marcus said. In the Wale has surpassed him as an artist. Like Florin Two is better than the off season. Florin Two is good. probably a top is a top five album from this year. It's better than Certified Lover Boy. Um, but real quick, I, I do have an idea for an episode. I want you to have to have you on for troubles. Like I, I and I started this a couple years ago. I just never finished it. But weirdly, I was listening to Lockdown Falcon. Shout out to Aaron Freeman. And he kind of broke down how he evaluated like the Falcons players. And, and it was really simple but effective. But I, I think we should do an episode where we create our criteria, how we rate artists in their albums. Like kind of like kind of like a five mic system, but just like our own, like, hey, this is how I'm grading this. So people can understand when you bring that up, they understand like what your baseline is. Yeah. Criteria like, everybody's criteria is different. Like yeah. there's there's people like I I was in a group chat, not a group chat. I was in like a Facebook group with some guy that works for Rat Radar. I forgot his name. He's on Twitter, but like we we had the same discussion about Drake. And he's like, yeah, Drake has no classics, dog. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think he does either. But there are people that will argue to death that he does have at least two. I'm just like, eh, not for me. Not for me. Drake has zero classics, and he has and he has great albums. Like yeah. he has zero classics, but he got some great albums. I've, I'll even say this. I've come around. I think I, I was on the pod when we talked about uh, CLB. I've come around to a lot more of those other tracks. So I actually like it. Like, I still don't think, I don't think it'll rank out in like my top five, top 10 of like this year. But no, it, it was a good time. I, I, I think he did a good job, but it's it's just still, a, it's a good album, a great album if you want to go that far. But it's not a classic. That nigga don't got no classics. My thing is, J. Cole has the talent. He's talented enough to be there, and he just doesn't do it. I don't know what he needs to do, but he just needs to step his pin game up. Step his like, and I feel like it's kind of, and it's crazy that we're talking about the whole like, you know, rappers staying relevant in their forties and fifties. But it's just like it feels like J Cole is past his prime. <laughs> like I need him to get to his forties and like really realize like, hey, something needs to be unlocked inside of me. And it's just like. He spent so much. There's a lot of wasted time in J. Cole's career, I feel like. A lot of wasted energy. A lot of not wasted albums, because I love the albums. Like, J. Cole is in my, he's my number two most listened to artist. 
Like, I listen to J. Cole's music, but it's just, he's not one of the greats right now. And they're talking about, like, oh, putting him on the Mount Rushmore. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore of North Carolina artists. I'll give him that. You can do that. You got that. But, yeah, like I said, and it's more of a more of a personal thing because, like I said, there was a lot of rappers that were coming up at the same time as J. Cole, and I, I thought I had the winner. Like, I picked Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning. Not saying J. Cole is Ryan Leaf because Ryan Leaf but is actually can, trash. I, I think that's the thing, too. You can always kind of, leave. I think that's where I get confused with, like, people and artists. Like, you don't have to support him no more. Like, if you if if this is your gripe, right, like, you think that he is consistently making bad choices with albums, stop supporting him. I've done it with a lot of artists. Just stop it. It's not worth it, right? Like you literally like, cause when we play this back, it's gonna sound intense how we went to happy birthday Hove and it's gonna like be an eight minute rant about you and J. Cole. And you just don't have to press play. Wait, what happened? You're, you're kind of like, cut out. I was like, it's, you're gonna play this back and it's gonna be this eight minute rant on the Hove, Hove Day pop, podcast about J. Cole and you don't have to listen to him. Like, why do you choose to continue to listen to J. Cole? Like, why haven't you just given up if this cause is- I, Cause I was rooting for you. <laughs> no, I, like I said, he makes he like I'm not here in the trash rapper. Like there's rappers that I probably have given up on. I'm like, hey man, they just ain't got it. They're not gonna give me that classic or decent to good music. J. Cole is always giving me good to great albums. You know what I'm saying? Like in my book, he's probably like a top five feature artist ever. Like when it comes to like features. He's probably in the top five all the time because he's great at that, you know. But I want like he doesn't make bad music. Like, why would I not listen to J. Cole? He makes really good music. It would be silly not to listen to J. Cole at this point. Like, if you listen to rap, you listen to J. Cole. Like, that's I you. I don't know. This may we just may have to have like a whole J. Cole podcast because it just sounds like a lot of contradictory. Like. I don't know. It's it's the it's the maybe, Andrew Wiggins. It's, it's the Andrew it's the Andrew Wiggins thing. It's the Andrew maybe, Wiggins thing where you see all the talent. Way. You see all the talent, you see all the potential, and you're just like, yo, he's not using everything at his disposal. He's not using all the resources that he has. He has all the resources in the world as an artist to make the greatest music that we've heard, and he refuses to use it. He now just doesn't reach question. out. Let me ask you this question. And this is just solely off Andrew, off of your Andrew Wiggins analogy. Steph and them is balling the fuck up. Let's just say it continues. They in the championship. They won the championship this year somehow. What changes about Andrew Wiggins? Like he's a fucking champion, right? Like he he's he's like he's like because you you're talking about Andrew Wiggins in the sense like he's not in a position right now where he's still winning. Andrew like, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins had to get – what do he got? He got moved from Minnesota. Where did he go after he left Minnesota? Like, he – where the fuck did he go? I don't fucking know, but he didn't go – he he with, he with Steph and them balling the fuck out right now. I don't know if he personally is balling the yeah. fuck out. No, he, no, he, no, no, he is because right now he's in a culture where they're just like, hey, you just can't do what you was doing before. You just can't come through and go to the motions over here. And the nigga's not doing what he did before. He got features on the album. You still not happy. This nigga's still winning. He changed it up and you still not happy. Okay, now he's changing it up. But let's see if you can continue that. Let's see if you can. But 
like I said, the off season is still not a classic album at this point. And like we'll give it some time. Nigga, it's the a, album and came out this year. There's no way it's gonna be a ain't no under, classic album came out this year. Ain't, I don't give a damn who came out. Ain't nobody dropped a classic album. This it's year. not a top five album this year. It might not even be a top ten album this year. Okay, well the, the other numbers and others are saying different, but what you see may be different. So okay. And here's and here's it's not, my thing. It's not a top ten. It's not here, a top here, ten. Here, here's also my thing. Everybody thinks I'm some J Cole hater, and that I don't like J Cole. Yes, if you look at my Apple Music replay of the year, he's in my top three artists that I've listened to. All the people that come to me calling me a J Cole hater, did you guys go see him on tour? Anybody in the chat? Who saw him on tour? Because I did. I paid I've money seen him on to tour. see. I'm not talking to you. I'm to, I'm more so talking to the people on Twitter and people in the chat that say I hate J Cole because I don't. But I want him to be better. He's like it's almost like if I have it, like I I'll, obviously I have kids. But if you see the potential in your kids and you see that they're not reaching your potential, reaching their potential, you don't just throw them away. You want them to get better. You want them to step up to being the best version of themselves that they can be. And for Andrew Wiggins to be the best version of him that he could be, he had to get in Golden State. He had to learn about what it takes to win, playing defense, playing team defense, playing team ball, playing winning basketball. He wasn't doing that before, and now he is. And now he can go, if Golden State decides to keep him, he'll continue to flourish. If he goes somewhere else, he can take the stuff that he learned in Golden State and take it to another team and hopefully lead them to something else. The same thing LeBron did when he went to Miami. He learned like, hey, this is how winners operate. This is what you need to do. This is the work you have to do to be one of the greats. And he took that back to Cleveland. He took it to L.A. Like, there's just certain people that put in extra work that do a lot of the hard stuff to be great. And I'm not saying J. Cole's not trying to be great, but based on the things that he's doing, I know he's not trying his best. Because you can't tell me that if you look at some of those albums at the production you can't be like you can't look you can't listen to that production be like yeah no one's doing better than that like no one can do this better than what i just did or some of these courses or some of these verses where it's just like yeah no one else could have did better than that yeah no one else could rap about this particular subject better than what i just did you can't do that and that's what he did and it was arrogant so I take all of that and then I just flip it back to you. Where is the heat for for Drake, right? A, a counterpart that he has surpassed, your words, not mine. Like, where is this same energy? Where is this growth? Where is this diversity? Where is this really sitting down, picking out the right beats? What, what, what is really way too sexy? That's a single. Picking out the right, like, we're, if we want to talk about beat selection, like, Drake is a far superior beat selector than J. Cole has ever been. Far so that he can do this, so so that he can do the same cadence and the same tone and tenor, and talk about the same shit that he talked about the last two songs before. Like it's no over. Like I hear what you're saying, and they can be a valid critique of J. Cole. But when you use things like "Hey, his peers are surpassing him," and his peers are literally doing the same thing in their own whatever box you want to call it, like their box, but they're doing the same exact thing. They just look J. Cole, different. J. Cole's doing they're controller. Doing the same thing. J. Cole's doing, doing controller. J. Cole's doing hotline bling. J. Cole's because doing songs like that. Because he's, he's still in sounds or he's biting the hottest sound at the time. Is he taking a chance? That's what we want J. Cole to do. So I cause, cause I want to make sure I'm with the, with the rest of the chat. I so mean, you I can, you can like do the, like, 
If it's if it's culture vulture or whatever, that's Cole play- drops a controller. It's gonna be your Twitter account that flames them up. It's gonna be you and the rest of Twitter that flames okay. them up. Okay, well, I'm I'm that's it's clear that you didn't listen last week because I'm a big proponent of artists taking risk and taking chances, and J Cole doesn't do that. Like it or love it, Drake has done that in his career with controller and one dance and doing more of the melodic singing stuff. J. Cole won't take a chance with any, he won't even take a chance with having like the Neptunes come in and produce a beat for him on his album. Like, you're gonna turn down the Neptunes? You're gonna turn down Just Blaze? You're gonna turn down the Alchemist? Yes, if that's what I want to do and my music is fucking selling. Yes. Like I said, hey, and that's what Andrew Wiggins did in Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins did the same thing in Minnesota. Hey, I'm getting my numbers. I'm still getting paid. Yeah, we're losing all the time. But, hey, I made money. Who cares? It's working for me. And who else is on the fucking team with Andrew Wiggins? Because basketball is a five-person fucking team. Carl Rap is a one-man sport. Rap is a one-man sport. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be a one-man sport. Get a producer in there with you. Get someone to drop a verse. Have someone feature on your song. He's making it harder than it has to be. If Kanye West, with his ego is is uh not egotistical enough to be like hey i need someone else to get on this verse for me i need someone else to help me with the beat that i did like we're talking about kanye west top two producer all time kanye west will make a beat and he'll say you know what there's something missing here let me call timbaland and see if he can help me with my beat if kanye west can put his ego down to do it jay fucking cole should be able to do it too Share his glory. What glory? Like all the money he's made for himself, and you know, like cool. That and hey, like I said, that's fine. If you want to be the guy that hey, I made all this money and I sold all these records, cool. I was that. It, a lot of people are doing that. That's fine. But I thought J Cole was going to be an all timer after I heard Friday Night Lights. That's my issue. Because, because your expectations were not met. Not his, not the masses, not people that are clearly still buying the music, but because your your expectations were not met, we had to hear this whole rant. That is if you ask a lot of people, a lot of people will fair. tell a lot of people will tell you that Friday Night Lights is his best album. And he has yet to reach that level of rapping and energy and beat production. So if you can't surpass your mixtape. Within after ten That's years, the same, niggas say the same shit about so far gone. That's the best Drake. We'll never get that. That's mixtape Drake. Because he doesn't. No one, is, no one is saying. I, maybe we follow different people, but people aren't saying so far gone is Drake's best album, and that he won't surpass that. I haven't heard that. I know. I don't know. I would just feel a way if after if fifteen years, like if I was doing this podcast fifteen years later. And they're like, you know what? You ain't going to be better than episode one. I feel a way about that. I feel a way. I've been spending multiple episodes talking about J. Cole and J. Cole slander. So have you evolved? In the way I talk about him, I feel like I have. Hmm. And I also have brought on people to talk about it. I don't just do it by myself. Look at that. Because it helps it helps progress the conversation. Because I could just do this and talk about it by myself. But no, we have people like you come on. We've had people like Pratt come on. We've had other people come on to talk about J. Cole. Collaboration. Like, maybe J. Cole doesn't know what that word means, but that's something that helps with growth as an artist. And that's the all. The album he just dropped this year with collaborations, but he doesn't know how to collaborate. 
Like literally, like literally everything that you asked for him to do, this album he did it, and yet your expectations are not met. So now we have to listen to this. That is because, like I said, he dropped four. You went how many? How many albums straight did he go with that? But why does it matter now? Because on this album that just came out this year, it's a fresh album. It's not even like it's four, five, six, seven years old. It literally came out a couple months ago. Full of features, great features. I may add too. Full of features that full full of features that everybody has been doing. The 21 Savage feature, the little baby so feature. Now, so Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Such a brave, such a brave move by Jermaine. Jermaine is so brave by getting little baby on a song. Wow. That's awesome, Jermaine. That's a great. You might as well put future on the album too. Because I'm not giving I'm not gonna give you all this. No, 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 no. You want me to give him all this credit for putting Lil Baby on an album when Lil Baby is on everybody's album. If Lil Baby was on Adele's album, I wouldn't have been shocked. Because <laughs> he's on everything. Okay. He's literally on everything. Well, J. Cole fans are like, I bow out. I can't do it anymore. So you win, Marcus. J. Cole, get your shit together. It's all Hopefully you can produce that album. Hopefully you can call Marcus and Marcus can executive produce the album and we can hear what we've been supposed to be getting from J. Cole. Would have done a better job than what he just did. So that's 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 all Triple has for the for the rest of the J Cole conversation. Yeah, like I said, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, come on. But uh, I don't know if we have any other topics. I mean, I guess we're going to talk about this again when the Dolphins comes on. But yeah, um, that's that'll be it. Um, I don't know where Southbridge went, but shout out to Tribbles for coming on. Shout out to everybody that was in the chat. Uh, make sure you uh, like and retweet. Uh, leave a uh, comment on what's it? Apple Podcasts, five star review. Subscribe to YouTube. Uh, song of the week. Yeah, I know Adolphus said his song of the week was uh, "Life of the Party" from uh, Andre 3000 hey. and Kanye on I feel like he picked that last week though. So, shoot, song of the week. Let me go. Um, shout out to Blast because that's my most played artist all fucking time this year. But uh, I'm gonna go Jason Cash. Yeah, Jason Cash out of LA. I think he's from LA, but he's from the West Coast. But Jason Cash and Blast called Priority. It's a good little song. I'm going to stick with the uh Jay Z theme and picked. I'm going to pick Jay-Z's, in my opinion, what I think his best song is. I'm going to go with Allure from the Black Album. That's a top song. I actually felt, had listened to that earlier today. So, not That's not my favorite. That's not, I don't think Allure makes like my top 10 favorite Jay-Z songs. But. Well, there, there's also, like, at some point, I, I, need, I, I need to do my research on it. But there has to be something that comes out of people artistically when strings are involved with music because this adele album is full of strings and i feel like it pulls a lot of emotions uh out of me when i listen to it and the same thing happens with allure and i think pharrell was talking about it when he does certain chords that he can get a more introspective jay-z to come out of him so um at some point i'm gonna probably like try to make a playlist of all the great songs with the strings attached to them that emo e- emotions or whatever, but uh, let's see. We got uh, 
KJ's Song of the Week, Satellite by Thundercat. Chan is going Views by Drake. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what South Breeze is going with, but uh, yeah. And I can't end this because I didn't start this. So, so yeah, I'm just gonna leave the studio. And um, yeah, shout out to y'all having me. Um, I, did you put Chan in the the tweet? Because she was she was talking right. I like her thoughts. I'll give you. I, I'll. Uh, oh, I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Well, I'm gonna leave now. I don't know. If, are you gonna text him to come cut it off? I don't know. I'm gonna put out my five top my top five <laughs> Jay Z albums because we didn't get to that either. Uh, right, go, you go first. Let me put one together real quick. I don't because they change by the day. It's so many good ones. I don't know. Well, I know, like, because I put out a tweet for it has like all of Jay Z's albums, including like all his collaboration albums, and I kind of I posted on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, how many classics do y'all see?" There was a lot of people that put like four or five. And I was like, "Wow, that's a lot." And uh, a lot of a lot of people have uh, the Black album as like one of his like best albums. <laughs> well, I was like, "Whoa." <sighs> I didn't know I that's think, how we felt about that. So this this is I think it's really I think it's like in a it's on some brain shit because like at for a minute the black album used to really be like up there for me because I think everyone thought he was really gone. So like niggas like myself really ran that album into the ground and you just it's it's more of like a memory than I think it is the music. Like don't get me wrong, it's got that shit on there, but like I don't know. I don't think I don't think today when I do my top five, like I'm gonna have a black album. But we gonna see. I know Watch the Throne and that bitch in the blueprint for sure. Well, I didn't put Watch the Throne. I wasn't counting Watch the Throne for this. For well, this we're not list. gonna we're not gonna count it. Okay, so no Watch the. Okay, okay, let me run it. Back. Yeah, because that would definitely be my top five. But I'm gonna start from I'm gonna start from the bottom and go up. So number five, I'm gonna go with the Black Album, putting that there because I have very strong. I think, and I agree with what you said. I have very I have stronger memories about the Black Album that are better than the actual music, even though the music is still elite, still great music. Um, but yeah, I put the Black Album at five. For me, number four, uh, I don't I don't know if it's controversial, but I, I just, there's a special place in my heart for this album. I'm gonna go with volume two. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's intense, that's intense. Yeah, I love volume I'm two. Like, oh, let me scroll volume two though. Okay, I can, I can, okay, I, okay, okay. Yeah. I can see it, I can see it, I can see it. And I feel like these next three, I feel like everybody's going to have these three in the top five. And I feel like these three albums are his only classics, only solo album classics. Number three, I'm going to go with Reasonable Doubt. Uh, I think it's one of the better albums from like the mid 90s that has aged well. I know I talked to, uh, I can't remember who, I don't think it was on Twitter, but we had a discussion about like, and maybe it was actually, it was, might've been Adolphus where we talked about uh, Reasonable Doubt versus Illmatic. Reasonable Doubt right now, you put on Reasonable Doubt, it sounds way better than Illmatic right now. Like back then, Illmatic was like instant classic, whatever, whatever, five mics, untouchable. But in 2021, Reasonable Doubt is getting played in the car and you know on the radio station and wherever and Illmatic probably isn't. Uh, number four, uh, 
I'm going to go with the blueprint for obvious reasons, great production, great songwriting, all that stuff. And number one, American Gangster. I, I will always fight for American Gangster being Jay-Z's best album. It's the most cohesive album I think he's ever done out, outside of Reasonable Doubt. It's Reasonable Doubt and American Gangster when it comes to like cohesiveness and storytelling. And the only like hiccup on American Gangster is him having Lil Wayne featured on Hello Brooklyn. Like that makes no sense. Like there's a million rappers from Brooklyn that you could have put on there, but you decided to put Lil Wayne on a song called Hello Brooklyn. And it's a nice, easy listen, 43 minutes, including the intro. So it's like, great song, great album. Um, it's pretty much a movie. And I wish it was the actual soundtrack to the movie, but it's not. But yeah, it's great. I'm, I'll put a American Gangster number one. I'm, I'm not all the way mad at that list. Um, I think for me, just giving a five today, and if by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably switch. But one, I'll go in order. So one will be for sure the blueprint. That's just like, that was the album that made me a whole fan. Like I fell in love with the blueprint, went back and then moved forward. But like that, that's my shit. So the blueprint's always number one. Um, two, I'm with you, American Gangster. That was I. I think people now are like getting understanding how powerful that fucking album is. So number two, definitely American Gangster. Uh, three, I'm with you on three with a reasonable doubt. Um, now my four and five, I'm gonna preface them by saying I listened to them today, and I I really like I really really fuck with. I think number four, just just for the number purposes, I'm gonna put four as four 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 forty four. Fucking love that album. And five, it's literally because I listened to it today and my first Jay Z album that I went to the, my first Jay Z tour, the Blueprint Three will be my five. Blueprint. Wow. Oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah. And I know, and I know that's that's controversial, but I listened to the Blueprint Three today, and I did too. Gonna, this, this is gonna sound fucked up, but outside of that song with Drake, outside of the song with Cole, uh, and maybe remind, maybe the chorus of Reminder, like I, I fucks with that album. I, I, I listened to Blueprint Three, and, and I feel like uh, Jay was trying to. I don't know if he was, it, it wasn't like he was trying to go commercial, but it felt like he was trying to get like like every song to be a single to like get on the radio. Cause like every song felt like, oh, this could have been a single. This, it feels like he's trying to do that. Not saying it was bad, but I was just like, that's that was my first, cause I hadn't listened to it in a while, but I listened to Blueprint 3. I'm like, yo, was he going for radio hits here? Like, is this what he was trying to do? Yeah, it it's like I get I know why that is gonna be a thing. Like if people get to the end of this shit and hear number five, like I know it's gonna be a thing, but just going off of that, I listened to it today. And even like because I wasn't I fucks with run this town, but like that wasn't a big favorite, and neither was uh Empire State of Mind. Like I know that was probably one of his hugest songs at the time. Like those weren't like my favorites, but running through it today, it all like flowed through it, just sound really good together. So Yo, man, that's it, was still either, it was either that or Kingdom Come, and I ain't really want to get dragged for filth that bad. We've been we've been podcasting for almost two hours, and this UGA is still good. Spaces that's been going on is still going, and they started before we started. People. 
with six. Why there's how is this still how is this still going? What are they still talking about? Maybe they, they draw out the game plan. The game they're plan. making excuses. That's what they doing. Because oh shit! Like yeah. I predicted they was gonna lose. Yeah, I, I told you y'all the truth, man. Hold it down. God damn, time. You sound <laughs> fucking terrible. Omarion oh, touched you. Do I need to come bring you some soup? I'm gonna leave it damn. on the front porch though. I didn't know you. You sound awful. Damn, dog. I didn't know it was that bad. I just came to end the podcast. <laughs> I didn't really want to talk, but just whatever y'all ready. The, thing, the things you do for your pod. Can't nobody ever say hey. put your life on the line. Put his life on the whole line, man. Got an ice box where his heart used to be. Literally. But yeah, for real, for real. So if, you need, if you need to buy a drop piece of soup off, let me know. I'll drop piece of soup off. Um... But yeah, that that's my top five. Even though five is controversial, but yeah, respected. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever you want to end it, man. We're, we're, I think we're good. Well, we about to leave this thing. Um, hopefully, they'll call me back, and um, I can become a permanent thing. So leave a comment if you guys liked me here um, to challenge Marcus's crazy thoughts and keep my slanderous takes. My slanderous takes. Yes, um, if you've gotten to the end of this podcast, hashtag keep triples um, to the keep the same energy podcast Twitter account so that we can uh, get my residency started. So that's people need it. The people the need streets it. need it. The streets need 2022. Keep keep triples on the mic.